families and welcome to the Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. The warriors and rovers are in their beds. The sun has gone down over the bunks and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a main summer sky and each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. And this is your blue sheet report about what did happen today. And just in case you were wondering, the weather was totally amazing. It was sunny. It was warm-ish. There was a nice steady breeze off the lake. It was just gorgeous. And in my favorite version of Maine weather, as the sun went down, so too did the temperatures. It's not quite fall weather, but it's a nod to it. It reminds us that we are up here in Maine. We are closer to the edge of civilization we are farther north and in the evenings even in august maybe it gets a little cool today was the last day of camp at camp Cobbacy for boys for summer 2022 last full day anyway we'll see you tomorrow and it was an awesome one it's also packing day and as anyone who's ever listened to the podcast, and for anyone who's ever listened to the podcast before, you know that Packing Day is one of my favorite days. It is bittersweet in the truest sense. You have all these counselors and all these boys who've gone through all these changes, and they have evolved themselves, and they have become their best selves. Some of the boys that were on the stage tonight, and some of the boys that were zipping around at dinner, well, they were weeping with homesickness 26 days ago, and now they have found another gear in themselves and another gear below that one. And you can see it in their eyes on packing day because they are turning back towards home and they're thinking about it. And you've heard me say this as well before if you've listened to this podcast, but it is also a day of a lot of affection. Packing day is just called packing day, but it's something else entirely. It is an entire transition from one place to another from the summer place set apart home that these boys have back to their home home. And they are going to pick up their heart and they're going to move it again. And that is a bittersweet thing to do. Started with breakfast, but I have to tell you before breakfast happened, we always have a senior staff meeting, a leadership meeting. And I usually bike up there and I walk my bike up the first six or seven yards out of my front door there's a little hill and I just get up there and I get on my bike and I hear this crunch crunch and I look over and there is a very large doe deer just looking at me from six or seven feet back in the in the woods literally between me and Cobunk the Cobunk kids live right next to me and then I see another shape moving and there's a fawn picking its way through the underbrush they're both looking at me with their ears turned forward like radar dishes, just looking at me. 
I like these encounters here at Kavasu. The animals and the boys, they sort of tiptoe around each other warily, but they get close. I think they can sense when the boys are going to leave. I don't know how they do, but they can. And they sort of rush in after the boys leave. We've seen fox appear the day after, even the afternoon. We've seen fisher cats show up. We've seen eagles land at the waterfront literally the day after the boys leave. And to this morning, a deer. The boys pack one-on-one with a counselor. Three counselors or four counselors per bunk. Everybody packing, putting everything away. The wet stuff separate. The wet stuff in its own bag. All cleaned up. The athletic equipment laid down. The shoes in there too. A sweatshirt for the bus or the plane or the car. A backpack. But everything else in its place and ready to go and the boys sitting there next to the counselor and they're packing and they're talking and they're going through all the stuff that happened this summer it's a wonderful framing opportunity because you got your counselor's undivided attention but you're also focused on the task that's a really good time to talk to a boy and they're processing the summer they're processing what it's like going to be like to go home what it's going to be like to leave camp and then the boy looks up and his bed is gone from his special place back to a bed. Maybe he's got a blue mattress. Maybe he's got a blue and white striped one. There's even green ones. And he pulls off his bed sheets and he chucks them in the middle of the room if they're ours. And the big pile of bed sheets and the rest of the, of the mattress is sitting there. And it's just a bare mattress on a wooden frame. That doesn't look like his bed anymore. That's a little bit of a sad process, but it's also important. It sends the message to the boy that it's time to go back to his bed back home. Maybe he gets in a car or a plane or a bus tomorrow, and at the end of that day, he's back in his own bed, which will feel amazing. But he gets back in that bed, and it'll also feel strange because he's a little taller. Maybe he's a little stronger. And the head that lays down on that pillow, well, it's full of resilience and new ideas and new thoughts to share with his siblings and his mom and his dad or his mom and his mom and his dad and his dad. I think packing day is one of the most profound days of the summer for this reason. And the boys seem a little less jumpy and a little bit more likely to just suddenly appear at your side. I personally get a lot more hugs on packing day than any other day. And they're just spontaneous. Today I looked down and there was a rover on each leg. Just hugging. They weren't even sad. They were just hugging. The afternoon, everyone goes back and they finish up their packing. And then for just about 45 minutes, you can see what the place will look like in about 48 hours, which is to say, pretty empty, pretty quiet. Because the boys are all back finishing up their packing, and then bit by bit, they fritter on out to the soccer field and to Joey Field and to Bluey Field and definitely the tennis courts and Griff's Court. That's the boys' favorite places to be. They love to play tennis and they love to shoot hoops. And then we chase them off to go put on their collared shirts and their pants because it's time for the evening banquet. We have brothers at 4.30. I hope you really like those photos. And then the year gifts. Starting at third year at Cavasi, counting the COVID year, there are year gifts that go right on up. Third year, fourth year, fifth year, sixth year, seventh year, eighth year, ninth year. And then you get a brick. And there were five bricks today. Five people immortalized with a brick. 
They were Nathaniel Asher, Leo Aronson, Santiago McLaughlin, Andrew Schmoo Early, and Rodrigo Anzola. Five boys who've been here 10 years, which means all five of them, they're not boys, they're men, all five of them were here one year before I got here. This is my ninth year at Cavasi. So it's pretty cool to think about that. Then dinner, of course, of course, of course, it was amazing. You could choose from a lobster, or you could choose smoked chicken. That's what I chose. Or you could choose a beautiful steak. You've got rolls with butter. You have salad from the garden. You have an amazing assortment of toppings for your potato. It's a feast. You can, I mean, there's kids walking around with a lobster and two potatoes. That's what they decided they were going to have. Or some other crazy combination. Some boys have never had lobster before in their whole life are now contemplating this giant thing on their plate. They don't know what to do. Poking at it with their fork. Someone teaches them how to do it. And then it gets messy. Pretty great. And of course, for those who have a shellfish allergy, there's a separate table. And you can still hear and see the action, but you're sort of out of the fray. So keep everybody safe there. And then it's time for the awards. There aren't that many awards here at Kavasi, but they're meaningful. The first one is the Sportsmanship Award. And the first session is the Lloyd Johnson Sportsmanship Award. And the second session, it is the Griff Michael Griff Griffin Sportsmanship Award. And I'm happy to announce the Sportsmanship Award winners of this evening for the Rovers, P.J. Ackley. P.J. Ackley won. And for the Warriors, Felix Wismer. Freddie Dent won for Council, and Avery Deutsch for Sachem. Pretty amazing. What a group of boys. It is really hard to, to decide who's going to get that sportsmanship award, just like it would be hard amongst a group this awesome to decide any award. They're such a wonderful group of boys. And then the Sachem got their blankets, and they got their T-shirts. And speaking of bittersweet, I don't know if I'm even going to be able to get through this on the podcast, Lewis Lee, my friend and the head chef, Lewis Lee Jr., came out because he needed to be recognized because this is his last summer. Lewis Lee is retiring. This is his last full day at camp. Not to worry. Feluke Olaoye is there. She knows how to make amazing food. But the presence of Lewis will be sorely missed. He is one of my good friends. He is so full of joy. He's got so many good stories. And I don't know what we're going to do without him that way. We'll be fine. We'll be better than fine at the kitchen. But uh, I'm going to miss Lewis like crazy. So he came out. We recognized him for his 35 years here at Camp Cobbacy. 43 overall. He went to Camp Tomahawk when he was 17 years old. Turned 60 this year. Going back to Gainesville, Florida to look after family, to do some fishing, maybe rebuild a house. Lewis is very handy, and he's earned it. So we say goodbye to Lewis today with a heavy heart, but a happy heart at the same time. We also unveiled a gigantor sign that says the Lewis Lee Jr. Dining Hall. That's right. He, the, the dining hall will bear Lewis Lee's name forever and ever. We named the dining hall after him. Wish him so much luck and so much love. Then Chip Witches, 
Lots of chip witches flew into the air. Zero chip witches were caught for the 100 bucks. Man, it got close, though, a couple times. Wow. And then it was time to go down to the Campfire Bowl for the slideshow. One of the interesting features of this particular part of the year is that it gets dark about an hour earlier than it does in first session. As the earth moves around, the sun changes the shadows, changes the timing, and it's dark. We started that slideshow in the dark at exactly the same numerical time. And then it was time for the campfire. Everybody got to sing and jump around, sing our traditional songs. Finished up with John Henry and, and our paddles keen and bright. As the oldest sachem-to-be, Jacob Waters, took the fire from the fire, took it back to Spirit Island, literally under a full moon. It doesn't get any more poetic than that as we sang to him and to the lake. The sachem were able to give us their memories and wishes, and then everybody walked up the hill in the moonlight, and there was a huge 2022 burning on the lawn. Everybody stood there. There was plenty of crying. Lots of sachem feeling the feelings tonight, as I am. And then it was time to go to bed. They'll go wish the boys well, and off they will go into their night. I almost forgot something very important, which is that we also gave out some Brotherhood Awards tonight. The Brotherhood Award is named after an amazing boy, young man named Nick Whitman, who we lost too early. He passed away a handful of years back, and there's a Nick Whitman Memorial Bench, and also the Brotherhood Award bears his name. And the recipients of the Nick Whitman Brotherhood Award for the Rovers, Ryan Sternberg, his first year, he was a little sad at the beginning of this summer. He isn't sad anymore. Oh, my goodness. You should have seen that smile. For the Warriors, Holden LaForce. For the Council, another first-year boy, Case Hopkins. Got the Brotherhood Award. And for Sachem, Eli Nicasio. What a wonderful young man. It is with a full heart and a sad one and a happy one that we close this year Cabasi families can't wait to see you all tomorrow so excited to give you hugs so excited for your boys to see you again to start telling you the stories of this amazing session and so that is our little informal Cabasi evening fireside podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cabasi for boys your boys go to sleep tonight here at camp for the last time this summer with steady counselors watching over them nodding off surrounded by their friends and as always, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart.